That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, Gabby here. This podcast is intended to educate, inspire, and support you on your personal journey towards inner peace. I'm not a psychologist or a medical doctor and do not offer any professional health or medical advice. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. Hey there, welcome to Dear Gabby. I'm your host, Gabby Bernstein. And if you landed here, it is absolutely no accident. It means that you're ready to feel good and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Let's get started. Welcome back to Dear Gabby. Welcome back, my friends. It is such a beautiful day here. I have been strolling the streets of New York. Something very cool happened for me today. I got this bizarre device, a mouth guard kind of thing for eight weeks. It's going to help relax my jaw. I'm praying for a miracle because I've had TMJ for so many years. And I bring it up because today's topic is about anxiety. And I believe that all of my jaw tension and the TMJ that I've had for so many years has been a part of me that's been responding to unresolved anxiety. And so while I've been doing a lot of the developmental, spiritual, and personal growth work to heal that, I've now added in this beautiful device that will hopefully give me that freedom in my jaw that I'm looking forward to having. But that issue of anxiety not only affects how we feel and how we act, but it also affects our physical body. And anxiety is such a huge topic that we've had to start to face into now more than ever as we've been moving through COVID, as we've started to come out, as we have just been alive in a very chaotic time. And I just released this incredible Audible original called How to Release Anxiety. It's totally free on Audible if you're an Audible member. It's a live talk that I recorded on stage in New York City, talking all about the ways that we can release anxiety so that we can get more settled and soothed in our system. So I'm going to share a five-minute clip of that beautiful Audible original. And then following the clip, I'm going to bring in some guests and talk to these guests about how their anxiety has been affecting them, how we can start to see it as a part of us rather than who we are, and how we can start to befriend that anxiety rather than judge it, shun it, try to control it. 
And I hope that this episode really gives you some tools to start to work more closely with that part of you that needs a lot of respect and curiosity and some compassion. So let's listen to a clip from How to Release Anxiety Workshop. It's go time. We all have to begin to take responsibility for our inner condition. The conversation of anxiety is no longer something that we brush under the rug or push past or ignore or manage. And tonight, instead of managing our anxiety, I'm going to teach you how to befriend it. That might sound a little alarming to you. I don't want to be friends with my anxiety. That sounds like it really sucks. What we resist will persist. What we push against will magnify. What we befriend can be set at ease. When we befriend the anxiety in our life as a part of us that's showing up to sometimes protect us from something, maybe it's there to reveal something to us. Maybe it's there so that we can get more connected to what we truly need. But it's only when we begin to turn inward and start to look at the anxiety and be present with the anxiety and use tools to self-soothe that anxiety that we can truly begin to live with grace and ease and not continue to run from, but instead be present with. Are you ready for that? I am. I am. I I actually have to say I am... have been seeing more anxiety on the rise in the last, uh, I've been in this field for 16 years and been in front of many audiences of people and never seen such heightened stress and anxiety than I do right now. And obviously we know why the given circumstances of the times that we're living in, but that anxiety that's coming to the surface right now was always there. We just had better coping mechanisms for pushing it down and hiding it. And now one of the gifts of living in this moment in time is that we are coming to a place of surrendering to so that we can come out in a new way. And that befriending of the anxiety begins with becoming curious about it. How different would you be if instead of managing your anxiety, you just started to talk to it? Bear with me. So I'm in the car with my son a week or two ago, and we're driving to a play date, and he's in the back of the car, and he's screaming, he's really into uh, Encanto, screaming, Bruno, mommy, Bruno, Bruno, mommy, Canto, Canto, Bruno, Bruno, louder, louder. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, honey, I got you. And I'm already kind of stressed because we have to get to where we're going, and I'm driving, and I'm feeling like there's so much on my shoulders, and I'm about to launch this book, and there's so much happening in my life, and I'm just going and moving and going. And in the background, it's Canto, mama, Canto, Bruno, Bruno, mommy, Bruno. And it's just louder. And then I put on, we don't talk about Bruno. If you heard not parents and you don't know Encanto, please go watch it because it's so good. And I'm there and I'm listening to, we don't talk about Bruno. And it's just like louder and louder and louder and louder, mommy, louder, mommy. And I'm just feeling this feeling in my body that's kind of unfamiliar, but it's showing up and I'm recognizing it and I'm really not liking it. And it's really getting more and more heightened as I realize all the things I have to do and all the things that my son is screaming at me and where we have to go and how I have to get there. And in that moment, I start feeling like, uh uh-oh, I have to get rid of this. I have to get rid of this feeling. 
this old feeling of anxiety. For a moment, I start to try to get rid of, and very quickly, I am immediately reminded of the tools that I live by, the tools that I swear by, and I decided to get curious. So driving the car with, we don't talk about Bruno in the background, I'm asking my anxiety several questions. First, I said, what do I notice about this anxiety? And I started to tune into my body and I noticed it was really heavy in my chest and it was tight. And I started to notice that it was really coming through the back of my shoulder and it felt like it was kind of icky. And then I asked myself, well, what do I know about it? I know it's an old feeling. I know that it is often revealing something to me that I need to know. I know that it is a young feeling. I know that it's kind of like a strangling sensation. And then I asked my anxiety, what do you need? Within an instant, I heard, I need to be seen. I need to be seen. And in that moment, I realized that the opportunity I had in front of me was to just be the witness of this part of me with a tremendous amount of compassion and love and see it through that lens of love so that it could be released, so that it could move through, so that it could become less extreme. Now for a quick ad break from our sponsor. I hope you're enjoying this episode that's all about anxiety. And as I share very vulnerably and openly, anxiety is something that plagued me. And during that postpartum period, it nearly took my life. That's how serious anxiety can get. And the number one way that I have been able to really calm my anxiety has been through meditation. And meditation is probably the greatest resource I have for my anxiety because it's what I can turn to on my own in the moment to regulate my nervous system, to calm my energy, to release fear-based thoughts that are on a loop, and to replace them with breath, with mindful thoughts, with affirmations, and with a deeper connection to that soothing part of who I am. That's why I'm really proud to partner with Calm, the number one mental wellness app. Calm gives you the tools to improve the way you feel with guided meditations, daily movement sessions, and even imaginative sleep stories, both for you and for your kiddos. And I've been loving listening to these with Ollie at bedtime. He sleeps through the night now, friends. He had a real sleep relapse and back at it because of these beautiful meditations. And Calm has been called the world's happiest app, and they are number one for sleep meditation and relaxation. I love knowing that throughout the day I can really open up my Calm app and just find any beautiful meditation that I need and I can really go back to the ones that I love most. So for listeners of the show, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash Dear Gabby. Go to calm.com slash Dear Gabby for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash Dear Gabby. I'm sure everyone listening has heard about the luxury car Lexus. And I've loved this car for so many years. It was like one of those cars that I always just dreamed of having. And it's such a beautiful vehicle. The Lexus RX is the best-selling luxury crossover of all time and the best-selling luxury vehicle every year since it was first introduced. But Lexus has never mistaken being ahead with being at the finish line. 
So they've reimagined every aspect of the RX. The thoroughly redesigned 2023 RX features heart-pounding design, intelligent technology, and courageous performance. Model year 2023 RX has a ton of new features that allow you and your car to work together, like it includes the first ever 500HF Sport Performance Hybrid that ups the ante on RX performance. And something that's majorly important when it comes to a car is how safe it is. And I'm driving around with my kid in the back in New York City and all over the place, and I need to know I'm safe. And that's where Lexus comes in. Their pre-collision system that can slow the car down when it detects a pedestrian in its path. This is such an amazing added safety feature that can keep me feeling really safe with my kid when I'm behind the wheel. Just like the RX, its drivers are people who don't rest on their laurels and are always striving to up their game. The Lexus RX is the perfect vehicle for people who want to venture beyond the expected route and never lose their edge. Never lose your edge with the all-new Lexus RX. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. All right, Sam, so you can bring the first person in. Hi, can you hear me? I can. We got a driver, but she's thankfully pulled over. I just finished the gym. I just did a yoga nidra class. Go, girl. You must be very relaxed. So nice. So first of all, I just wanted to thank you. I reached out to you, I think it was like four years ago. I was on the plane on my way to treatment. And you texted back like within five minutes, like just giving me encouragement. And I felt loved. And it's crazy how life brings you back to a full circle. I actually just opened up my own company a few months ago. It's a sober companion, sober transport company. And I finally feel like I have found what I'm supposed to be doing in this world. I have full body Um, chills. I have full body chills because you were on your way to treatment. um, So beautiful. But it was almost like I was there to help transport you. (laughs) And now that's what you're doing. (laughs) My love, I remember that so dearly. I really remember that. And I'm just so proud of you. And I'm so proud of your commitment to sobriety and to other people's sobriety. It's so fabulous. Thank you. So good to see you. And what's coming up for me now there's a little bit of a relationship brewing. I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I'm trying to not be attached to the outcome. So there's just anxiety about like, is this really happening? And will it continue in this way? It doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel like I'm doing work and I don't feel like I'm working most of the time. Yeah. Well, that means you found your purpose. Now, with regard to the relationship, you're starting this relationship is bringing up anxiety. What I want to recommend is that if you're entering a relationship and you're having anxiety, it's really based on this topic for today, befriending that anxiety. Don't ignore it. Don't judge it. Try not to push it down. Try not to work over it. Try not to numb it out. But instead, just become curious about it. So all right. So what's this relationship anxiety want us to know? Is there anything that you can think off the top of your head that this, we can ask the anxiety? What does it want us to know? It also just the anxiety of finding someone that can be the one makes me trip out a little bit. Okay, great. That's actually a really important point. Anxiety often can make you trip out when you start future tripping. Future tripping actually creates anxiety. So instead of being so forward thinking and so overly focused on what could be or where you're going, 
the intention instead would be to focus right here, right now. Now, a lot of people are going to be like, screw you, Gabby. How do I surrender to that? How do I get centered in the moment? I want to think about the future. Just notice when you're in that place of future tripping. Notice how it makes you feel. Notice the way that it makes your head spin. Notice the anxiety that comes up for you. And just breathe into it. Honor it. Respect it. And as soon as you start to feel more settled in your system, just more relaxed, you can just focus in that present moment on what's happening to you physically, what's happening to you in your breath, breathing and connecting to your breath, what feelings may be able to be moving through you in that moment. The goal is to recognize that the future tripping is causing anxiety. And the more you settle your system in that moment by recognizing, if I'm out there, I'm not in here. And breathing into that feeling that's all the anxiousness, all that future storyline, all that's up for you, grounding yourself in that presence of that feeling and allowing it to just move through you in that moment brings you back into the present. And the more you practice that, noticing that you're future tripping, noticing the anxiety part of you that's coming up, and then breathing into it, being present with it, being curious about it, and settling yourself, that's how you bring yourself back to the present. There's no future outcome that we can confirm. We don't know what the future brings. So why waste our time obsessing about it now? Does that feel good, Mimi? Are you with me on that? Yes. Beautiful, my love. I'm so proud of you. Sam, will you bring somebody else in? Hi, beautiful. Oh my goodness, Gabby. I'm so grateful to be on here and speaking to you. I ran into your stuff over four months ago when I saw your interview with Ed Milet and I said, I need to buy that book, Happy Days. It came to me like a blessing in disguise. And I just finished The Universe Has Your Back. So I'm reading your books a little backwards, but they're coming Mm -hmm. to me as I need them. It's funny you say that because I always say you read it when you need it. So that's exactly correct. You've nailed it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm really dealing with healing because I have a sister that actually is in use of drugs and it's caused so much anxiety in my family within myself and my mom that it's trickled into my marriage, it's trickled into myself and just not being able to help her as much as I can and things have just gotten spiral out of control that I've had to go into deeper healing and go into counseling and therapy for myself because it's hard to manage the fact that I can't really help her because she doesn't want to help herself. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there because the word manage is what I want to address. You got me? First of all, I want to yeah. just extend a tremendous amount of compassion to you, to your family, and to your sister, most importantly, because when this episode comes out, I'll be 17 years sober. I have a very big, open part of my heart for her and for you. And I understand the anxiety that comes with loving someone who is in their addiction. Yes. But you used the word manage. When we try to manage our feelings or manage our anxiety or manage someone else in particular, we're always going to fall short. We're always going to feel as though we're a hamster in a wheel, constantly trying to keep up, trying to survive, trying to manage the impermissible, overwhelming feelings that come through, especially when a loved one is so out of control. So 
instead of managing the anxiety, I want to help you become more compassionate towards it. I want to help you allow yourself to establish a different relationship to the way that you respond to this fear and this concern. And so that when you establish this new connection to the ways that you react, it will help you be actually a steadier force in her life. Sadly, the secret to loving a addict is often to let them go. And that doesn't mean that you're not there when they want to get sober. That doesn't mean that you're not there if they want to go to treatment. That doesn't mean that you're not there if they need help and you pick up the call. But for you right now, my love, I would really recommend that you focus on really honoring your experience. And so if I were to get curious about the anxiety about your sister, what does it want to tell me? What's coming up for you when you think about how anxious you are towards your sister? Um, well, I worry about not hearing from her daily. Um, so it's a daily anxiety. Whoa. It is. It is daily. I have to really pour into myself daily, Gabby. I have to. I have children. I have a husband that's very supportive. And my mom, she leans on me a lot. So I have my mom too. So like I have to pour into myself and I have okay. to constantly keep reminding myself that I need to have some compassion within myself because it's a lot, you know, yep, yep. it's a lot. Do you have a prayer practice? No, I don't. You've obviously read my books. You're reading The Universe Has Your Back. Yes. Which is a book that's very grounded in a higher power of your own understanding. What I want you to do is start to, every morning, Yes. read one of the universal lessons from The Universe Has Your Back. Those are prayers. They're all prayers. Yes, yes. I have them in sticky notes. All right, my love. And I'm going to send you the deck from that book, which is all the affirmations and universal lessons from the oh, book. Perfect. So my That's team will cool. get that Thank to you. you so yes. Much. And then it'll be in the so show much. notes for everybody else. Now, my love, what I want you to do is get into a daily practice of surrender. Every single one of those beautiful messages, those universal lessons, the prayers in the book are all inside that deck, which you'll be able to pick a card every single day. I want you to pull a card every morning. And I want you to set yourself up to win that day with the intention of using that affirmation or that prayer as a guidepost for you. It's all language around letting go, transforming fear into faith, releasing, surrendering. There's also a chapter in the universe has your back called when you think you've surrendered, surrender more. I want you to read that five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times. I want you to Google Gabby Bernstein, Oprah Super Soul Talk. I want you to watch my Super Soul Talk on The Universe Has Your Back, which is the steps of surrender from that chapter. And I want you to just focus all of your attention on your surrender, your ability to connect to a power greater than you. And it's very interesting that you started with Happy Days. So that was the work for you. And now you're moving into the work with surrender. Surrender is the name of the game when it comes to living and loving an addict. Living with, loving an addict. It's all about surrender. And you don't have to figure it out. You're reading the book. You can use those affirmation cards. Those cards are a daily prayer practice. So okay. make a devotional time every morning to pick a card and pray. In that talk and in that chapter, I talk about how the secret to prayer is to forget what you think you need. And so right now, every day, you think you need to feel safe by knowing that she's okay. 
But when you let that go and you trust that there's a higher power for you and a higher power for her and that she is being guided, then you can live your life again. You can start to be free again. Okay, got me? Thank you so much. Yes, I so got There's a you. lot of homework here, okay? Keep reading The Universe Has oh. Your Back. Read this, the Surrender chapter multiple times. Watch the Super Soul Oprah talk that I gave on The Universe Has Your Back and use your affirmation deck for The Universe Has Your Back every single morning as a prayer practice for letting her go, surrendering her, and releasing her. Thank you, Gabby. As scary as that sounds, it's actually the most peaceful path. Yes, yes. You got I me? Yeah, I got you, Gabby. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. This episode is all about releasing anxiety, and that's why Chime is the perfect sponsor today. Chime is on a mission to make financial peace of mind a reality for everyone. And I believe that our financial insecurity is probably one of the biggest drivers of our chronic anxiety. But Chime's business was built on the principle of protecting their members and making managing money easy. With that ease and understanding, you can start to release anxiety around money, savings, and investing. And they also want to help you build your credit. So starting with their secured Chime Credit Builder Visa. This card will allow you to start building credit with your own money. Credit Builder has no annual fees or minimum security deposits, and they think everyone deserves a chance to build credit, so they don't check your credit score when you apply. And creating a good relationship with money actually is one of the most soothing things I've done for myself, because when I was growing up, I had a tremendous amount of anxiety about money, and I decided when I was in my early 20s that I was going to have a quantum shift around that. And so much of that shift came from educating myself and using the resources that were out in the world to help me understand and have a greater awareness of what was happening in my bank account. So start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com slash Gabby. That's Chime.com slash Gabby. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank, pursuant to a license from Visa USA Chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary, and some user scores may not improve. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs in 7-Eleven or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. All right, who's next? Hi. Hello. So I'm doing my life coaching certificate and we're learning about how you have to be on a really high vibration really excited, really enthusiastic. So if you're on a discovery call with a client that you're full of high energy and just really full of life. And I find at the moment, I'm just a little bit sadder than usual. And I know that there are people that I can help, but my anxiety is about, it's not okay for me to show up as a coach feeling a little bit sadder than I usually am it's like I have to get myself to a state where I'm happy and I'm buzzing with life but I feel like I'm healing and that's okay I got you my love well I want to respect you and honor you and send you so much love and compassion I want you to be really proud of yourself for all that you've been through and all that you've healed 
I also want to acknowledge that we can be going through difficult things and still be of high service to the world. I also want to give you full permission to take it slow. We, as coaches, often we are our first client ourselves. And so the first step, my love, is to make yourself your first and most important coaching client to honor and respect everything that you've been through, to show up for yourself with enthusiasm and commitment and calmness, connectedness. Give yourself a tremendous amount of compassion. Whether that comes through working a book like Happy Days or that comes through listening to more Dear Gabby episodes or doing your own therapy or having your own life coach or whatever your path is, doubling down on it right now. And the other thing is that we teach from where we are. So maybe you're not in this super high vibration right now, but you meet somebody who's going through some stuff that's similar to yours and you can hold that space for them because you understand them and you can teach from the place that you're at. But it's also very, very, very important for all the coaches out there that are listening. If and when you are struggling and your suffering is going to interfere with your ability to be of service, that's okay. Just take it easy, step back, do the work on you, get yourself to a more grounded place, and then return to the coaching. But don't force yourself. Don't force yourself to be in the service of others when you still need that service for yourself. And look, we're always growing, right? So I wrote this book, Happy Days, where I shared all these shameful experiences of all this trauma and all this meltdown and all of this chaos and anxiety and fear that I was living through while being a very profoundly impactful spiritual teacher and author. And my publishers didn't want me to publish that book because it revealed too much of my dark side. And I had to say to them, listen, this is the truth. And the light and the service and the love and the work can coexist with difficult feelings internally. But as long as you know you're safe in those feelings, then you can continue to express yourself truly vulnerably and authentically with your clients. But you have to be able to really check in and say, is this safe for me right now? Because if you're still super activated and you meet somebody in their trauma and their activation, oh, that's not going to be good for you. It's not going to be good for you. But I don't totally agree with your coaching class. I don't believe that you have to be super bubbly and totally elevating. I do believe that your energy is going to be the presence that's going to be the soothing energy in the room. But it doesn't mean that your difficult experiences can't show up as a guidepost for others. So I think it's a big, strong balance. But you have to put your oxygen mask on first. Thank you, Gabby. You're welcome, gorgeous. I'm proud of you. Keep it going. Hi, Rachel. How are you? Good. I want to talk about my anxiety about, I switched careers after being in a place of work that was very mentally abusive and unappreciative. Mm. And I'm actually an energetic intuitive. I'm nine months sober. I just got my meditation certificate. I just hosted my first meditation on Saturday. Beautiful. And I'm just trying to have a better relationship with my anxiety as Fear really is fueling a little bit. And I'm nervous just about the future with the financial abundance side of it and having a relationship with that and the angst that is brought on by that. Because I feel really empowered 
with what I'm doing right now, I'm helping people. And that's all I want to do. I want to make this world such a better place. So first things first, you're nine months sober. So you're like baby sobriety. This is so new, so fresh. Congratulations. Thank you. And when I was first getting sober, I say this a lot on the show, that it was like, if I could brush my teeth in the morning and get to a meeting and just be alive, that was a big deal. Right. So I want you to take a lot of the pressure off. Of course, you need to pay your bills. So sometimes it's great to have a day job while you have your spiritual healing and work that you're doing for yourself and building in your career. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, the first year of my career as a motivational speaker, I was a publicist by day and motivational speaker and spiritual teacher by night. And I still have money in my savings account from that time. Yeah. From that PR work. Yeah. So I really want to acknowledge that there's a great value in having your part-time work because it releases you of the stress and anxiety of having to fulfill your financial needs from this new endeavor that's also very connected to your own personal growth and your own spiritual development, which is also very new and something that you don't want to put pressure on. Right. So I would be open to creative possibilities for additional revenue streams and give yourself the chance to really maximize the opportunities for how you earn rather than trying to put it all in one basket that might be super overwhelming for you at this time, create more anxiety, create more chaos in your early recovery. These early days of your recovery, treat yourself like you are a toddler. Okay, baby? Just focus on your recovery. Focus on your health and well-being. Get a lot of sleep. Brush your teeth in the morning. Do what you got to do to pay the bills. And enjoy this side project of growing something different. If you do that, then within a year or two, this will be your full-time career. But if you try to put all the pressure on this right now, the anxiety will take over and it will block you from allowing the universe to show you what to do with this career path. You got me? I do, 110%. So I am open to creative opportunities. Open. Excellent. Beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Congratulations on your recovery. I'm so proud of you. This episode is really beautiful because it's here to remind you that you have the power within yourself to really step into witnessing and recognizing that your anxiety isn't who you are. You are not the victim of your anxiety. It's just a part of you that's showing up. It's a part of you that's trying to protect you from feeling deeper feelings. It's a part of you that's kind of running the show at this moment in time. But let's send a lot of love and compassion to that anxiety. Let's say thank you to that anxiety for the good work it might be doing in your life. This is an example. My anxiety gets, gets a lot of stuff done, but I prefer it to be in a very relaxed role rather than such an extreme role. Your anxiety may be the thing that really makes things move at work, but we want to also honor that for what it is and really help be curious and compassionate towards it so that it can start to relax. To go further with this message on how to release your anxiety, go check out that Audible original. This is a workshop on how to release anxiety. And it's going to give you the steps, the step-by-step methods for really allowing yourself to go deeper into this relationship with your anxiety, to see it as a protector part of you rather than a way of being that you are the victim of. Give yourself permission to go there now. 
So glad to be with you. Thank you for joining me today on Dear Gabby. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to miracles. I'm really proud of you. If you want to get more Gabby, tune in every Monday for a new episode. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the guidance or special bonus episodes. Your experience of this show means a lot to me. So I really want to welcome you to leave an honest review. And you can follow me on social media at Gabby Bernstein. And if you want to get in on the action, sign up for a chance to be Dear Gabby live at DearGabby.com. See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.